right, here we go. Episode three, B-Sides and Broken Records. I'm your host, Devin Williams, and here we are. I'm here with Jesse today. What's going on, man? What's up? Did, did you almost forget the name of your own podcast? Oh, man, it's been like two weeks since I shot that episode, <laughs> you know? And then you take two weeks off, I was like, wait, it's, uh, I just looked it up on Facebook, so I'd remember. No. Oh, yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> it's like, I know I got a notification earlier on that. No. Something about, maybe I should do something with the page or something. So, uh, yeah, here we are, episode, this is episode three. Yeah, episode yep. three. Yeah. So, uh, I guess we'll just jump right in, kind of, uh. Yeah, just jump right no in. Michael like, Bolton this time. No, no Michael Bolton this time. Unfor- unfortunately, no Michael Bolton this time. Yeah, that's great. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> I guess kind of like the same vein as uh, I did with Samples uh, on his podcast. Like, when you were... So, I mean, you were the same age. So, mm-hmm. I guess I should preface that. Like, we're like almost... Week, you're, you're like a, a week, week older apart. than me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we're, almost, we're exactly the same age. Mm-hmm. So, we kind of grew up similar. Um yeah, I grew up in Atala, and you grew up in Southside. Yeah, Atala, we we, you know. <laughs> a town down. Yeah. Um, so what what pulled you toward uh, like when when did you kind of start paying attention to music and? Um. So I I really just kind of listened to whatever you know was around. Like my my dad was a, a trumpet player, and uh, so I, I grew up listening to a lot of like. Uh, 70s like chicago and 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 like three dog night i don't you know stuff like that that had like a lot of uh brass in it and things like that and my, yeah. my mom was a piano player so i was kind of raised around that kind of always been around the piano like, i always dabbled with it but i never really cared for it that much but honestly man um i, I got in uh in sixth grade just i got into band yeah at Edward middle school uh it was funny because uh we were like all <laughs> we were all like sitting in gym one day and coach foster was like we got that band thing day at uh 2 15 uh you, you know y'all come in here in, in the gym after you clean it and uh you know he gonna come in here and talk to you if you if you want to be in band and we were sitting around and like some kid was like hey um if we do band, do we not have to like do PE? <laughs> yeah, that was the whole thing if you, if you did band you got out of pe so yeah. you're like well and, okay and a, good, a good friend of mine david um we were we were good friends growing up um he was like sitting right next to me i was like dude you know yeah, dude. <laughs> like neither, neither neither of us at that time were like playing sports or anything so we're like, whatever and um you know we kind of looked at each other and we were like yeah and then like uh, mr malone uh bobby malone was his name came in there and he like recruited us and uh, literally just like sixth grade i, I used my dad's trumpet and just yeah so start- you, you started off a trumpet then okay. yeah and then like over time just kind of worked my way down uh eventually wound up on on tuba you know but i yeah, trumpet and that's like the the tuba is like the stereo. So like I'm I'm kind of a big dude. You're kind of a big yeah. dude too. Like tuba is like the stereotypical like big dude. Well, like you, know, you know, like you know, you can you can go somewhere and buy like you know your parents were and get you like three hundred dollar like, like king trumpet or something. You know, but yeah. like parents aren't going to go buy like a twenty J or like some ten thousand right, dollar you yeah, know like rotary yeah. you know like tuba or whatever. So so and it, it just kind of filled the need whatever they did it. You know, and it was kind of weird having to go from like you know reading everything because you learn how to read this way and then all at the class and everything so um but that was like my first introduction into it but after that um i was just hanging out with some friends that uh you know it's brian and drew yeah you know and and we were all kind of around the same age and yeah the brooks brothers yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and uh you know we were um you know they were really into like punk you know yeah. like like more like well you know no effects and uh blink 182 uh stuff like that and 
uh, we lived pretty pretty close to each other, and some days we would just like walk down to Edwa Music. Yeah, and eventually you know we just kind of kept on doing it and like one day i was you know they were sitting around i was like man i think i want to kind of do that and everybody played guitar and i purposely like you know was like i want to play bass yeah i was like that guy i like started off like because well, yeah, I, I know like brian and drew yeah they both played guitar so yeah you're hanging out with two guitar players and yeah. yeah you're like well they play guitar right. so i'll just play bass yeah, yeah and they were like yeah so and i actually owned a, a bass before anything any other string instrument you know so like um, I did play a little bit of cello, like in like uh, intermediate school and stuff like yeah. that. A little for a couple of years with like Mr. G, you know. Yeah, they had like yeah. the strings program. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did that, but uh, but yeah, I, I purposely like got a bass. Dude, my first bass was like this, like a black and white like Squire P oh, bass, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like little like Fender Rumble fifteen watt amp. Yeah, and just kind of started learning a bunch of like just stuff that I could like you know weren't at night and then going to school and then like in the afternoon just like go jam like to go just like play songs like yeah. horribly <laughs> you know yeah. with like other people we knew and um you know how it goes man like you just you, if you if you're driven on something you just kind of work at it and you get better at it and the next thing you know you're like you got you know you know a couple of songs and yeah. the next thing you're like oh yeah we got a drummer and well you know. I, I can probably kind of figure like not trying to like blow smoke up your chimney yeah. or anything like that but like you're you know i mean i've been in a ton of bands and like you're one of the you're one of the like just most like naturally talented bass players like, I've ever played in a band with, man. Like, well, and your your knowledge of theory and stuff, which I know that came later, like as you did schooling and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, you just have a real natural aptitude for it. So I kind of, you know, as a, as a kid, like you, I'm assuming that was probably there in the beginning too, like to some degree. Yeah. So like, you pick it up and you're like, you kind of probably noticed immediately, like, oh, I'm I'm yeah I'm good at this. Like, it, I can be good at it's, this. You like, just kind of like you just as life yeah. goes by, you feel like you just kind of experiment with things and some things click and some things don't yeah you know i mean there's the same way with jobs and everything yeah as a kid that kind of drives you more too like when you notice you're good at something Mm -hmm. you're like oh well i'm gonna just really get into this because i I noticed i'm good at it yeah and just surrounded by people that were all musicians and i mean it still carries to this i mean all my best friends are play music i mean you know so it's just it's a culture and a lifestyle in itself um because you know like music nerds you know you, you you start talking about stuff and people are like oh yeah i like that band and i'm like let me let me tell you why that band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you did like a rick beato thing you know oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah and they're like man i, I just like the, the lyrics and i'm like oh that's crazy you know <laughs> but yeah so, so what got you into uh so like you got your bass and you're kind of hanging out with other musicians and stuff now like um and i, I know like like me you've been in a bajillion bands mm-hmm. you know so uh what was kind of the first I guess you would call like an actual band like that you were that you oh man <laughs> well uh that, that that is some interesting <laughs> so me and a guy named michael vaughn uh we played at a uh, talent <clears throat> show at Edwin middle school and uh we played like some blink 182 song uh like we played at it and it was called yellow phone book was the name yeah. of the band <laughs> and like, i remember we played it and like we, that's awesome <laughs> we we completely like left out the bridge part yeah but like <laughs> We both did it. Oh, <laughs> so, 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 so it's fine then. It's, yeah. yeah. And what we did is, is we didn't have a drummer, so we just actually played the song over the PA, and then we played over it with our. <laughs> and amps. you just played with it. Yeah. So it was. It, so it still had like the band singing on it and everything, <laughs> everything. too. <laughs> yeah. Nah. <laughs> so that was like seventh oh, that grade. Was, that was probably awful. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like no one talked to me for a week. It was bad. They're like, that band sucks. You know. But, um. 
And then after that, oh, man. in high school, um, I got with um, a couple of guys named like uh, Brandon and Chris, and uh, we were in a band called Ten Homeless Cats. And uh, <laughs> Dude, the band name game is so strong, and, man. Yeah, Ten Homeless Cats. It was funny because the acronym, you know. 10 homeless cats so that was a whole thing in itself. THC. Yeah, yeah. oh okay so, okay that that was that and uh dude we were basically like a stone Temple pilots cover band yeah like we just played stone Temple pilots and like 90s grunge dude and this is like oh two oh three oh four you know like this 90s grunge you know so i, I know you you've mentioned to me a bunch of times about uh the bass player from stone Temple pilots being one of your yeah robert galea yeah, yeah, he being was one of your influences he so. was like one of the first people that you know, like, you like you, you start reading a book, and then you like you really like the author kind of thing. Like yeah. that was he was like the first guy where I wasn't playing punk bass lines, you know, and it just like stuff. Yeah, and I kind of he was real the rip- first bass player that kind of like because uh, you know it, it's kind of like the elephant in the room. It's like yeah, okay, it's bass. Like a lot of bass and a lot of bands is just kind of like there to be there. It, it absolutely. Yeah, but he he was probably he was the first bass player you kind of notice was like he's not just there to be there he's actually he's he's con- totally contributing yeah. to the song and yeah uh, adding melody and counter melody and like yeah you know when you think of a song like you think about uh, well, the I, bass part you know like, i find this with a lot of bands like that where they're essentially like they're not a three-piece band because they have a lead singer but mm-hmm. essentially they're a three-piece they three-piece band then you got one guitar player a bass player and a drummer. Right. Uh, that's that's all the instrumentation. They they don't have another guitar player, or right. a keyboard player, or anything to kind of fill all the space in. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I found with bands like that, I, I think about it like it's I call it like the Led Zeppelin thing, you know, yeah. or, or the Black Sabbath thing. Yeah. Right? Like the the bass player actually has to like you can't just do the same thing the guitar mm-hmm. players do. The bass player actually adds to the like counterpoint and Absolutely. the melody of the yeah. music. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times in bigger bands, you got two guitar players, a keyboard player, all this stuff. Those are the bands where I kind of find that bass a lot of times just kind of takes like a backseat It's just role. a different role. I mean, yeah. it's like buying a truck that's got two wheel drive and four wheel drive. It's like, yeah. so, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. this depends on what you need it for. But yeah. And then like, you know, this, a lot of your, it, it sounds like, conventional but i mean a lot of the bass players a lot of bass players like are really similar i mean yeah. i mean i mean you have to like flee dude i mean from red hot chili peppers you yeah. gotta love him i mean he he makes that band i mean oh, yeah. in my 100%. opinion um you know and uh, you got that and then like i said robert DeLeo, but even even going back dude even like to the beatles you know and yeah. everything um paul mccartney was a very like melodic bass player you know things like that but you know then a good example of that is like in modern music, so like, like uh, Nolly. Yeah, I mean, dude. like he is the quintessential. He plays guitar on bass. Yeah, but it it fills it out and it, it gives it their sound. I mean, you know, not, not to like go down a huge rabbit hole here or anything, but I kind of feel like Nolly. Nolly, I, I, when I talk about bass to people, you could refer to it as like. Kind of like how people talk about like uh, you know like BC and AD when they talk about time yeah, you know, yeah, existing yeah. like mm-hmm. before Christ or whatever then after whatever <laughs> yeah. it's like there's base before Nolly and there's base after Nolly absolutely like, yeah Nolly changed everything and when I always it came wonder to bass, if that like, was like him being a guitar player and like carrying that over and he just was like using some like you know amp sim or something he like had a well, fifty one fifty and he was like oh that sounds good you think, know think about like bass tone in the nineties like. You know, like the the closest thing you could compare like modern bass tone tune to back then would be like the pop punk bands. You know, they were using like the Sans amp stuff yeah. to kind of get like a brighter like bass sound. Yeah, and uh, 
but now dude like everything I, when once the nolly like uh, came around yeah uh, with well, periphery like yeah. every bass player on the planet was like well i gotta completely <laughs> change my bass tone now it's gotta sound like yeah, that yeah and, like, and it's like the dark glass thing it's so for example and it's finally it's taken years but it's finally caught up but i don't know if you've seen it but like ernie ball just came out with the dark ray mm-hmm. and it's literally it's a stingray it's, with you know a, it's with a the, base with the dark glass thing in it yeah, yeah. it's just built into it you know and <laughs> yeah. it's like well, I mean, our, well, there yeah, you go. There yeah, it is. I guess That's all I need now. I guess we're there now. You <laughs> yeah. know, we're at that point. But yeah, yeah. but um, I played a lot in churches too. Um, you know, and then probably the, my after that, probably the biggest experience that I had playing, of course, was with Unveil. Yeah, that was uh, huge. I mean, that was being around old. So that was probably Unveil was. How old were you when you joined Unville? Man, first practice, I was fifteen. Yeah, yeah, dude. And you guys were like a. So this is kind of the misconception here. Like this is where I first I started to like I guess know you because I knew Unveil before mm-hmm. you joined. Right. I'd seen them around, and then you joined, and I always kind of had the impression that like they were all like a lot older. They cause, are because y'all yeah. were like playing bars and stuff, and mm-hmm. like you know my bands weren't. So when you joined Unveil, I just assumed you were like, you know. I was probably like 16 or something, and I just assumed you were like 21 or no, something, but no, no, you were like the same age as me. Yeah, you were I was just like stamped walking sneaking in. in the bars to play. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. And <laughs> that that was fun, and I mean, you know, originally Unveil did start off as, as a local, like, proggy metal kind yeah. of band, and then we just all got older and just kind of followed the money. I mean, just being 100% yeah. honest with oh, no, we're going to play it, bars, dude. Like, you dude, know. It, I mean, when you're, when, when you're young and you... Uh, you know, don't have a job or anything like that, mm-hmm. and you're like, I could play, I could play bars and make money, or I could yeah. like work at, you know, Blockbuster yeah. <laughs> or something, or Burger King or whatever. Yeah. It's like, why would I do that? I mean, it, yeah, yeah. It, that that band right there was uh, a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication. Well, it was you, a business. I mean, like you learn a lot when you when you join a band like that, and you're playing every weekend, and you're playing bars, and yep. you got your thirty to forty song set. Yeah, it's like you're playing three hour gigs, like. Uh, people don't i don't think a lot of people appreciate the just like repetitiveness like the 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 so there's this whole theory about any kind of craft. Uh, it's called the 10,000 hours yeah. theory, you know? And it's like, uh, they say that you don't really become a master at anything until you put your 10,000 hours in, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, if you're playing three-hour gigs every weekend, playing bars, it, you get that 10,000 hours a lot quicker, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it, and you look forward to it, and, I mean, it's fun times. Everything was new back then. Yeah. Um, you know, and during that time, too, you know, I was, uh, you know, working at a music store you know so everything yeah. was just like hey i got a gig on friday They're like yeah hey, you're good go. yeah. you know there was there was no like there was no you know rub with that i mean there there was no you know it wasn't hard to do and then you know basically you just completely surround your whole life with music i did i mean you know like i, said, I worked at the music store too like yeah. that's what we did yeah. yeah man i was the same way everything like you eat sleep and breathe i mean you just woke up and you're just like man i know something today is going to involve you know yeah. music and then you know you get you know a little older and you know things change and you know relationships things like that but i mean you still got that on your back and then i guess uh you know took a little break break from that and i guess probably the next biggest thing after that was gerilyn so bringing us up to that point now like, i remember like me and you were both working at the music store we're probably we're probably what early 20s now like yeah. 2021 maybe mm-hmm. so we've been doing this thing for a while and but we'd never been in bands together. It's like I know you were in Unveil, right. I was in Jerry. Yeah. We played we played shows together all the time. Mm-hmm. We uh we worked at the music store together, so we we were like hanging out with each other all the time and and whatnot. And uh, I remember we had a 
So, Geraldine went through a big, like, a huge change. Like, everybody yeah. in the band leaves. It's just me and, and Andrew, Mono. It's yeah. just me and Mono, basically. And uh, we're like, all right, we got to, you know, we come, me and Mono kind of had a little heart-to-heart. Like, are we going to keep doing this? Because we had just come out with, like, our, we had just come out with an album. It did really well. Like, the local scene blew up around it. Right. And then everybody quit. You know, Dang. it's like, that's, you know, everybody that's went to goes. college and quit, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes sometimes. It's like um, band photos, take pictures of everybody. You know? <laughs> the biggest curse of any band, if you want someone in your band to quit, book a photo session yeah. right now. And pay too and, much uh, money for it. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, an expensive one. Pay yeah. like $400 for a photo session. Yeah. And, uh, two weeks after them photos, somebody's going to quit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Someone's going to quit. So, Geraldine's, at this point, Geraldine's just me and Mono. And we rope in my brother to do vocals, and we got Pete, mm-hmm. old Pete Hanberry. We got Pete old to play drums. Pete. We got Pete to play drums for us. And we had been practicing and stuff, and I think we did one show like that, just the four of us, no bass player. Mm-hmm. It was like a house show somewhere, you know, kind of. We were like, all right, this will be a good, like, yeah. it's a house show. It'll be real low key. We can kind of. T- test run this see how it goes no bass player or whatever and um but we had a show at zydeco and i don't remember who we were we were opening up for somebody mm-hmm. that was like a real band you know yeah and i don't remember who it was but uh i remember asking you if you wanted to fill in and you were like yeah man and then yeah. you were like uh i think it might have even been like after the show like you learned all this stuff super fast like a week you had our whole set down and we went and played the show and it was awesome. And then like I was like looking for bass players, right. you know. And you're like, dude, I, yeah. I already know all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. well, I'll just do it. I was like, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> it was great. It was that was awesome. And that, I didn't think you'd want to. Like, yeah, no, that was fun, dude. And I, I really and no, I, I, don't, I don't know why I thought that, but for some reason I just thought like you would. Nah, he wouldn't want to be in jail. Yeah. I don't know. Like, why, it would be why, a hardcore band or yeah. something like that. Yeah, no, it was, and that was really like. You know, before then, I'd really never played like that kind of metal, you yeah. know, or that, you know, that kind of intensity, you know, kind of thing. And then, so that was really fun, but, and, and nothing against, you know, Geraldine built itself on its, you know, on its own shoulders. I mean, and, yeah. but, you know, it's one of those things to where after that kind of evolution of it got together, that really stuck for a while. Yeah, and that and did, did we, really good. And we played a lot. We, I mean, yeah, we wore that out. Mm-hmm. Especially when Brad came into the fold, like, because Pete, you know, he had some stuff going on and, and he couldn't make it. He couldn't commit to it or whatever. So right. he was only there for a little while. And then right after we, we took band photos. <laughs> yeah, we I took band photos. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. We took band photos and like two weeks after we took band photos, Pete quit. Yeah. And so Brad came in. But yeah, the, the me, you, Brad, Dylan, and Mono lineup, we, man, we put some miles on, yeah. on, on the old tour yeah. on the Tahoe, dude. It was, it was <laughs> awesome times. And it was just, kind of, it, you got so used to it. You're like, oh, yeah, we got two shows this week or we got to play here. And everybody was just always just down. Well, it, it became our whole life, mm-hmm. really. Cause like me and at that point in time, me and Mono had started, so like me and you were working at the music store. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the back of the music store, Mono set up the studio. He yeah. was doing like a, he was recording local bands and making demos and EPs for people. And so I started helping Mono out after work, and it was like me and you work at the music store during the day, and then we had like Geraldine practice twice a week, and then right. we we were working and in the, the studio, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and then we were also helping out with a venue. We were booking shows. Uh, the guy that owned the music store had bought a building right next to his mm-hmm. and turned, and we were using it for a, as a venue. Right? Yeah, and the practice studio there was. too. Yeah. So the rehearsal was yeah. there. Yeah, and so we were running a venue. We were playing two, three times a week. Sometimes, like, yeah, working at the studio, working at a music store. It just became 
like our life wow, yeah. everything we were doing yeah yeah it's good times for sure i miss it in a, in a certain oh, I way do too man yeah it, it's, it's nice to not be that busy yeah because like, you were always doing something you know like just planning you never had any time to, you never had any time to like sit down and read a book or yeah. like watch tv or anything like yeah. that you were always doing your something. weekends were yeah. tied up because like you know and that was one of the hard things too is like you know we would have a show but then like the venue may have a show too so we'd yeah. have to like get people to help and you never mm-hmm. you're worrying about that like man i hope that show went good i hope they didn't yeah. break or steal anything you know? yeah. stuff like that happens man so and just like the the amount i know you like you know i I know you've been through a bunch of relationships i've been through a bunch of like the relationships that suffer because of that stuff too you know absolutely you know you're you're just you know you're dating somebody and they want to do stuff Mm -hmm. with you and, and you know like build a relationship with you and you're like well Okay, but I've got seventy five shows that I got to play this year. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. What he- <laughs> I, I really said that. I can't remember probably what year it was, but I mean, I'm sure that we played. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like sixty to seventy, and just they start to run together. But you you kind of start seeing, and it's kind of cool, is because it's like you know different venue, but a lot of the same faces. Like you run into a lot of the same bands yeah. and bookers, and like even fans and stuff like that. You know, so it's just see, I, I never even slowed down. Like after yeah. you know after Geraldine, I kept doing that same thing with another band, and mm-hmm. um, but so Geraldine kind of runs its course, and. I'm trying to uh, right, really I a, remember. I took a little break after that. I didn't really do yeah. anything for a couple of years. I'm trying um, to remember how Veda came around because, like, uh, well, that was it. Was originally we were going to get Jerilyn back together, weren't we? Like, wasn't that the plan? Yeah, I remember we practiced we did, we did, house we did a like couple a re- times. We did like a reunion show mm-hmm. thing, and then we were going to do Jerilyn again. And yeah, we did the acoustic thing. Yeah, yeah. and Mono wound up uh, joining them Dirty Roses and mm-hmm. moving to Nashville, and we were like, "Well, so Mono was the last original member of right. Geraldine, right?" And so when when we, we had we got back together, so we probably took like a year or two off mm-hmm. from Geraldine, and then we did the reunion show thing, and then we were all hyped. We were like man we, we started writing some stuff and we yeah. were like oh man it's so good to get back together and jam again and everything and like and then mono was like uh tdr wants me to be their lead guitar player yeah because he was like running sound and do, doing yeah. lots and stuff like that and they then they kind of brought him on you know? and so we kind of decided that we were going to do like we still wanted to keep doing shit but we didn't want to call it jerry without mono so right, we just yeah. like yeah so that pretty much just turned into veda at that point mm-hmm Invaded with some good times too. Veda, dude, we played some good shows with Veda, yeah. man. Like, I think Veda probably was one of those bands where we got to a point real quickly where, like, no other band that I've ever been in got yeah, to. Like, me neither. you know, like, we're like three or four months into being a band and we're already opening up big shows and playing with, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be that guy that's just like name dropping left and right, but like we're playing with like some real ass yeah. bands, yeah. you know, like, and, and it, it seemed like it happened pretty quickly too. And that we really pushed ourselves on that stuff too. Cause that stuff, we, we went out of our way to be, somewhat technical i mean and proggy yeah. and laying on progressive and stuff like that but it worked really well though because we brought in a lot of elements that we knew work but yeah. yeah like me and me and samples touched on it a little bit you know it's like i, I was kind of doing it for the wrong reasons but mm-hmm. it 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 really did help me in the long run like i was pushing myself so far musically like mm-hmm. especially when i became the when i started singing in veda because mm-hmm. like originally my brother was the singer in veda and then he moved to colorado right and 
I became the singer. We filled out the guitar position elsewhere. And, uh, man, it was just like, I, that was the first band. So, like, I'd always kind of considered myself, like, a decent singer. Mm-hmm. But most bands I was in, that wasn't, like, the focal point I was doing. You right. know? And so Vader really pushed me to, like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it pushed all of us, and I man. Think that that band demanded a singer. You know, yeah. like, it, it required it just because. <laughs> In my opinion, just because the way stuff was written, it was so, uh, it was just melodic in the first place already. And, yeah. you know, the way it progressed and everything like that, you know, you, you could really put some cool stuff. You could hear the vocals, you know, over yeah. the top of your life. That could really use that. So, but also, like, the, I mean, I know, like, in some of the German stuff, the bass was fine. But I know, like, when we were writing the Veda stuff, man, especially, um, what song is it? I think it's, um, oh my God, my brain is just like, blanking right now there's one song where you wrote um this bass part at the end of it man and it's um wolf peach wolf peach yeah. oh man the bass part at the end of wolf peach was just like ridiculous and i was like i remember like we had written that song and demoed it out and you left the band mm-hmm. and when you left the band and we were recording that song i was like I want that. Like we had the demo version with it on there, and I was like, I want that. But right. I don't know. I'm not. I can't play that. Yeah. You know. And so I remember Tony just like. Tony was like, "Fine, dude, I'll do it. I'll do it." And Tony like had to go through that bass part and learn the whole thing and like play it on the record and stuff. And yeah, I, yeah you like, the little tapping part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That stuff was crazy. <laughs> it took me a while to figure it out too, because like I wanted to hear it a certain way, and I was like, "Man, it's yeah. hard." You get in that certain point, and you start writing stuff, and you're like, "Oh no, I'm there." Yeah. It's so hard that I have to like remember it and like do it the same way every time. Yeah. You're like, "Oh no, I've messed up," you know, because like, you can't go back from that. You so. can't just wing that. Yeah. No, no, you have to nail it. Yeah. So. Well, th- that was the first band I been in too where you were the bass player like that wasn't the only thing you contributed to writing like you helped write like you you wrote a bunch of stuff you mm-hmm. know you'd come in and show stuff on bass and like we'd build around bass riffs and stuff sometimes and like that was kind of a different experience too and that Absolutely. was really cool like yeah well it left a lot of space for as a guitar as the guitar player for a little while but i know like rob and tony it left them space to like do other things too like, what's well, cool too to you, like everybody knows like what the foundation is like you know so you're yeah. like well i know the bass part's doing that so i can stay away from it or lock in with it or you know whatever i need to do so it, yeah. and i feel like in a lot of a lot of bands you know people they don't they don't write that way you know they're like yeah. oh man you know like here's the, the guitar part yeah. the bass is just like low guitar yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely so that's always fun being in bands like that uh you know or being able to write like that is it's having a little bit more focus on the on the, on the bass part yeah. for sure absolutely so i'm gonna backtrack a little bit here all right because like, i kind of touched on it uh briefly but you you have a really good understanding of music theory and stuff and um i kind of want to i kind of want you to kind of lay out where that came into play like when you decided to kind of because you know a lot of musicians are good musicians but they never get into the like academic side of it if you will like yeah um it was mostly came from uh working at a music store and uh teaching so i kind of like learned it as i went as you were teaching yeah yeah and another i mean just like certain there's some awesome certain books out there like called like fretboard logic where you, you like you learn 
music theory for guitar you know what i'm saying or like for bass i mean i couldn't sit there and pull that over onto a piano or anything yeah. like, you know what i'm saying yeah. but like on guitar you you learn how to stack stuff and get voicings and chords and stuff like that how you want it but yeah literally because i taught you know you did too mm-hmm. i mean you know just teaching and you know you'd sometimes get some people that come in there that were you know intermediate players or whatever and they'd be like man i can play guitar and you know they play blues or rock and they play a bunch of cool songs back and forth they're like i don't kind of want to know how it's done and you know when you can put a name to something you can recall it you know yeah. instead of it being like oh that's like that solo from that one song and you know, yeah you know, you know and i think that's what a lot of people don't understand about music theory they get real intimidated by it and it's really just like putting labels on things so you mm-hmm. can recall it like you said yeah, like, that's all it like, is i like, know how to make this a minor ninth chord yeah. but if you don't know that it's an a minor nine right. chord then yeah, you're someone's like, just like make the chord that sounds like this and you're yeah. like which one yeah I'm like yeah. you're like yeah hey you know that one band they had that song that's that yeah. chord like yeah. you know you know and the cool thing about a guitar is if you can do it in one place you can do it in another so yeah. you just move it around whatever but it's really just putting names and labels on things so you can you learn something you learn what it's called right and that way you can put it in a toolbox and pull yeah. it out later you know because i was always looking at something for like a, like an application like a yeah. purpose like i like no no disrespect to like you know, better employers but i'm like man that's awesome go out there and do it you know like yeah. go out there you know like enjoy it or yeah or at least record it and get it out there you know but yeah i mean so learning that stuff so you can use it goes a long way yeah and there, there's always something to learn you know like you know there's always something you can try and and not only that but just like just getting outside of your box a little bit mm-hmm. you know like getting out of you know learning how to play like country stuff or jazz stuff or you know yeah. like blues because i know you did you did like show band for a while too yeah which was diet jazz i mean yeah. you know yeah, it's, <laughs> diet yeah, I mean, jazz. yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean you, you know as a guitar player in that you're you're playing a lot of uh you know you're playing like a lot of comp stuff like a lot of like counter stuff you know and you're playing just little single parts of chords and things like that and so playing in like that kind of style you you, you pick up on like chord theory real yeah. quick i mean that's like yeah that's all you're hearing because i know you. i remember like we'd be in practice sometimes like veda practice and you would be like no man it's it's this and you'd call out some chord and i'd be like <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what that is yeah. i'd be like i gotta figure okay let me think here because i have some music theory training too but like i just over the years have just you yeah. know packed it all away and forgot most of it so it's like you'd be calling stuff out to me and i'd be like oh god i gotta okay what let me remember how this is made let me remember what this chord looks like like, like i said we, we got there we had yeah. the, we, we got to the point where we're like oh no we had to start using songs that have like we, chords we, that have names oh dude i remember i remember tony tony would like guitar tab out tony would like tab out his riffs and stuff you know and yeah. like yeah, I remember we were doing that one day, like writing out chord charts and tabbing out our riffs. And I was yeah. like, "What? what how did we, we get here?" Like, <laughs> hey, man, we've came full circle, though. I'll tell you what. I know, right? <laughs> That's great. So when, because you're actually a pretty good guitar player too. So when when did guitar kind of start to come into play for you too? When did you like think, okay, well, I got this bass thing pretty nailed down, but like there's that other guy with two extra strings let me grab him yeah. and um really just being around other guitar players and yeah. just kind of picking them up uh, for you know i bought like a little cheap acoustic guitar when i was really young and just kind of played around with that um and just one day just had a little extra money and just you know went and bought a guitar and just kind of just went from there and started playing around with it and you know the cool thing about 
you know, it's funny because like you bait bass, or like, oh, play me something. And you're like, uh, it don't really work like that. Like, yeah. you, know? <laughs> you know, so like, yeah, because uh, I mean, you're just like, okay, I'm gonna hit this note, you know, like, boom, yeah. boom, you know. Well, guitar has always had that, that like, because uh, I would I would tell people this sometimes too, because you know, I'm I'm a I'm a viola player, a violinist, you know, for people mm-hmm. that don't know, and people would always be like, man, I want to learn how to play the violin, I want to learn how to play the viola or something, you know, and I would always be like, well, let me ask you a question. Are you like super serious about it? Yeah. Like, like are you gonna be? Are you gonna be a violinist? They're like, and then once talking to them, I'd find out that like, no, they just kind of casually want to be. They just want something they That's casually. That's the one do. instrument. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, then you need to learn how to play guitar because right. guitar is an instrument. You you can sit on your couch and watch TV mm-hmm. and have your guitar book and you can learn some chords and you can play along to your favorite songs and that's great right, right? great awesome and if you want to be a casual musician that's the instrument Absolutely. for you right yeah. you can sing a song to your girlfriend or mm-hmm. you can sing a song at a, at a party with your you know yeah. friends and, and you're like oh whatever, man yeah. that's great yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're a bass player or a violin player <laughs> yeah. or a piano player, it's like you. Yeah. Uh, you can't. Hold on, let me go get my piano. Yeah, you yeah, know let what me mean? get my baby grand out of <laughs> yeah, the basement. You know, like you know, we'll bring it next to the campfire. Oh know? yeah, let me play you the bass line from <laughs> Smoke on the Water, and they're like, okay, this is cool, I guess. I don't yeah, know, and like, you just keep on doing it, like, yeah. and everybody's just like, oh my god, what? You know? Yeah, so like, there are some instruments that, yeah. Uh, they're not casual instruments. You really got to like, it, you know, people, people want to, especially like your family when you're a teenager where your family wants to hear, you like, Oh, you're doing the music stuff. I'll play you something. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, well, here's this bass thing I learned. You know what I mean? So you kind of grab guitar. Cause you're like, I can, right. I can sit down with a guitar and, and do a that, whole song by myself. Guitar's yeah. just always had that air to it too. I mean, it's yeah. just like, you know, you, you can just grab a guitar and go anywhere and play something. Everybody's going to know it. I mean, there's, yeah. hundreds of thousands of people out there that's millionaires because of their voice and they play guitar i mean yeah, it's they, like they know like six chords and they yeah. can sing good and, and they yeah they, just, they cycle it out you know yeah. and i mean so that it, you know you just learn how to you know figure that out and you're good to go but yeah i mean just kind of being around people and then buying one and just kind of you know just having the motivation to say hey i want to learn this song or yeah. you know i want to learn this lick or this riff or you know the intro to this and just kind of work on it from there so hell yeah so what kind of bands like what was the first time you started to kind of get away from like what was going on just like in your immediate like peripheral you know like you're you're a kid and you're listening to the radio your parents and stuff what was kind of the first like because you know people would say the kind of stuff we play is pretty underground quote quote i guess like so what kind of stuff did you kind of stumble across uh, upon first that was like not the mainstream norm kind of stuff um i guess this from playing i don't know man this going to shows i mean you watch a lot of bands are kind of out there i remember the first time i ever watched the chariot live and after that i was like oh that that exists (laughs) that's a thing that i can do these people have feedback (laughs) and they use it you know like for songs and i was like that was always cool um but i I listened to a lot of uh growing up uh had a couple of friends of mine that were older but um michael you know mcnutt and everything and you know like we listen to a lot of kind of off the wall stuff. So like, uh, he introduced me to like Tool and you know yeah. Meshuggah and you know very popular bands. But like, th- we we grew up in a time where there was there was this brief period in the like late nineties, early two thousands mm-hmm. where like bands that 
really had no business being like quote mainstream became right. mainstream like Mudvayne was a mainstream band yeah. you know like Slipknot's a mainstream band yeah like, yeah absolutely. and so we we kind of had this like little era where we were real impressionable and those kind of bands became big and then it, it yeah. wasn't too hard for us to just go a little further than that and get down the, yeah and ma- I, yeah into I, some really like underground yeah stuff. dude i remember being in like middle school and we had like uh that show that came on mtv it was like carson daly it was like the top 10 or yeah, whatever trl yeah trl and like corn was yeah. number one <laughs> corn, you know? yeah. and i'm like it, they k-o-r-n you know and yeah. like the guy wears kilts they play like ba- number two is christina aguilera yeah number yeah, one's yeah, corn. yeah, yeah three's yeah. like you know puff daddy or something <laughs> yeah. you know and then and then corn, corn <laughs> and you're like oh my god and then so that was really actually kind of like cool because yeah. it, it you know especially if you were kind of like playing the bass or guitar or something like that and you're like dude these guys are number one on trl and i'm yeah. like i'm doing that like i could do that yeah. so that was a lot of motivation for sure i mean you because know you, you see like rappers and like pop stars and stuff and you know you kind of go i don't really understand how that works like you're like yeah. i don't understand how they got where they got mm-hmm. you know but like you said, when you see Blink-182 number one TRL or Corn or number one TRL or Papa Roach number one yeah. TRL, you're like, well, those guys just play guitar and drums. Like, Absolutely. I can do that. And I yeah, think, that's how they got where they're at. Okay. back then, that whole thing, too, is just like the <clears throat> style and like the, just the whole feel of it, and like the swag you know, yeah. and the way you look. Do you like... like the biggest thing anything everybody ever looked forward to was Warp Tour. I mean, he's like, dude, oh, I'm no, gonna, dude. I mean, I've been to Warp Tour so many times, dude. Like, oh, so many stories burnt. Like, <laughs> there's literally 40 bands playing around me right now, and I want to watch that one and that one at the same time I, when I can't. You know, I like, remember I was going to Warp Tour with my ex girlfriend one time, and she, uh, we, we, we got together that we got up that morning and, and uh, got ready to go, and she was looking at me and she was like, what what are you where what, what are you wearing why do you look like this you know and i was like we're on a warp tour in atlanta georgia yeah dude it's in a parking lot it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. 700 degrees i had on like a white t-shirt and like khaki shorts and like tennis shoes and like a big brimmed like yeah fishing hat yeah. thing you know and like a backpack with a bunch of water with like yeah. a water bladder in it or whatever you yeah know? dude yeah and, and she you know she's like you look re- you look like somebody's dad at the campground <laughs> You're like, no, you know? I, I look like i know what i'm doing like, you know? i look like i've been to warp tour 20 times <laughs> I'm and i'm not gonna die yeah yeah we get to warp tour and it's like a third of the way into warp tour and there's all these all these kids in like their black trip oh, pants yeah, dude. and, yeah, their, yeah, and yeah. their black band shirts and hoodies and stuff and they're all laying in the shade like, <laughs> throwing up passed out and everything you know and, and you're just sitting there just slurping on your backpack water dude. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I, got known. My, I got my big like brimmed hat on that's full of shit you know covering me in shade and everything People are standing like, under your hat you know? <laughs> i was like dude i'm fine yeah. i feel great like, i'm good you're like when's the little, offspring playing you know like, i had one of those little fans you yeah. know just sprays water on it you know i'm like oh, dude, yeah. I'm good. Like, yeah, uh, all the goodie bag in the back. Yeah, I don't but care about looking cool. I'm. I, I don't want to die. I don't here, know man. how. I don't know how. Like Warp Tour stopped. I don't know how that big of a machine could like ever stop doing what it's doing. But I think they just. I, I don't think it had anything to do with the money. I mean, I could be wrong here, but. I don't think it had anything to do with the money. I think they were just like, well, we just, we've done this so yeah, many it's times. Out, like, maybe. Yeah, you're give right. it a rest. That's like, crazy because, like, nowadays, man, like, you don't really see them so much around here, but, like, out west and stuff. Man, you see these tour bills that are just like, oh my God, everybody. Yeah. Like, 60 bands, and, and you've heard of 40 of them, and the 20 of them are like, you would love to watch them. Warp Tour was the only place for the longest time you could do that at. You know, where, yeah. where else are you going to go and see, like, 
AFI Ranch to the offspring. Uh, you, you know, know what it might have been too, though? Another thing, too, is, though, you got to remember, it's like warp tour that is like a three-month tour with like 40 like yeah triple a bands like so that's taking up a third of their year oh yeah so that could be a thing too because i forgot you know it's a tour you know so these guys are playing you know three times four times a week like you know that's that's a lot of for no, that. it's like every day warp tour is like almost every yeah. day dude for yeah. three months straight yeah like, like this dude like something like 80 or 90 like 18 wheelers you just see them lined up over yeah. there for every band that's crazy that's that's a big operation man yeah so, like, I know that I, so yeah, we, we were, that era was just such a, like, different time, man. Mm-hmm. But it, it, yeah, I mean, that's what really got me into the kind of music that we're into. And I, I, I don't, you know, I try to explain it to people when they, because it seems so weird, I guess, to outsiders when they're like, when they ask like how we got in this kind of music and the first thing we bring up is like, well, we went to shows and they're like, what, are you, what? what yeah. are you talking about? Like, like the local scene here used to just be so, it was awesome. It, it was a thing. It mm-hmm. was like a real thing. Like I, cause the, the first, my, my first live music experience was like seeing a local band, you know? Yeah. Like, and yeah, I, I know it just blows a lot of people's mind. I know a lot of people probably think too, like being here in the South, you know, like in Alabama, like the deep south. You know, they're, they're like, you guys have a uh, like the real deep south. Yeah, <laughs> you know? the fact that there was like a punk metal hardcore scene. Yeah, you know, thriving, like, oh, doing yeah, great, completely thriving. Yeah. Like, and and it's funny because like people put it together because they want to like yeah. they don't have to there's nothing it's just like hey, if we make money great or whatever but it's a thing and i think a lot of it had to do just in the location and just what was available for kids yeah. too i mean you know and that that whole culture in itself and there's so many like little subcultures for the people that went to shows you had oh yeah the people that like were in bands and you had the people that you know that they they like woke up thinking about shows and then yeah. you had like the casual you know they're like yeah i'm gonna go to the show and then well that was my whole existence was just like absolutely prepping for the show this weekend you, you would know? go to a shows you would go to a show if you've never heard of any of the bands yeah and and you knew two or three of your buddies were going and you had yeah. five bucks and you're like you didn't care yeah you know i mean you were just like i mean i know it's gonna be loud and heavy you know like, yeah. like, like we'll and figure like, it out by, by some merch you know i was always going to shows because i had like a you know we, we kind of me and mono would talk about this sometimes i we kind of had like a like a quote a hit list because it Geraldine started getting to the point to where like when me and mono had the conversation we're like okay so Geraldine has become a thing that's like more important than the some of its parts yeah like so we're not going to be concerned with like people leaving. We're, so we had a, we just had like a hit list of people that, so we would go to shows all the time because we mm-hmm. were looking for backup. We were always looking Absolutely. for like, what if our singer quits? What if a drummer quits? What right. if a bassist quits? So, and we were just looking for people, you know. So we were always doing that because, you know, Geraldine kind of got to a point to where it was like a, I kind of talked about it like a football team almost, you know. It was yeah, like, well, we, we got a new linebacker. We got. A new well, y'all were not only that, but during that time. Even when we were in it, I mean, when we were in it, like me, when I was in it, we were in it just to play as many oh, yeah. shows. Now, when, when it first started, it, it probably because of that era, because, you know, it stretched out a long time. But when it first started, it probably could have became something, you know, like really big. But you were, it's hard to go up to someone and say, hey, man, like, I yeah. know you're like 19, 18 and like, but we just got signed and we're going to be gone for like a year. Like yeah. you good with that? You know, a lot of people are, you'd be surprised how many people well, are, yeah. I know that's, that's how we found Brad, you know, right. me and, uh, we were, we were playing a show somewhere and 
uh, Brad was in a, a pop punk band. Yep. And I saw him over at the corner, like warming up uh, mm-hmm. in the back, like before a show one day. And he was doing these like double bass, like blast mm-hmm. beats on this little practice pad thing he had. And mm-hmm. I was like, Hmm. I was like, that guy doesn't. I don't think he, he sticks re- out a little bit. Yeah. yeah, he sticks out in that pop punk band. I don't think he's really a pop punk dude. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I started asking him like, what kind of band he was into. And I'm stuff. Sugar. Yeah, you know, I'm like, what kind? He's like, dude, August Burns Red's my favorite band ever. I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah. All right. So I, they had a manager at the time. Uh, yeah. That band did. So I got to go with their manager, and I was like, I was like, got his number stuff and everything. And uh, I remember when uh, when Pete left, uh, Jerilyn, I was like, hey that dude from the pop punk yeah. man like that yeah that yeah. guy like so yeah we had a we were keeping up with people like that man because we, we had to because we just had people leaving all the time like because people like you said we were a band that was playing two to three shows a week mm-hmm. and then going on tours when we could and it's like people people would come into to the group thinking it was going to be like uh, any other local band that just plays a gig here and right. there and then they'd be in the band for a couple of months and they'd be like man this is just too much work i got yeah. this is like a job like, i think another thing too is is in Geraldine. i mean you know you would play like with a bunch of heavier bands but it's not every day you know you saw a band playing like seven strings and well like, now na- that might seem like a crazy thing to say now because every band's using eights, eights and yeah, sevens yeah. and stuff now but yeah back then you know there weren't a lot of like super low down-tuned heavy bands and we well, were know, one of those you, and it was you know yeah. it's five band show and you know we're playing third or fourth and they had three four bands behind you you play yeah. and whatever and then they get up there and we're it was pretty intense i mean yeah. we went up we went up there with a purpose for sure you know oh, yeah, well, we definitely had something to prove for uh always dude it was all in like good it was all in like good flavor though absolutely yeah. it wasn't yeah. yeah absolutely it was always just kind of like hey it, we're, we're here like we're gonna like do a, our thing you it know, wasn't like, like a dickish thing you know not at yeah. all no no it was always like so we were really like i felt like entertainers like we were like Man, yeah. we're gonna put on a show dude you know like and, we, we we would you know because we would talk i know a lot of some some of our uh peers at the time i remember some people saying some things to me like kind of you know like tongue-in-cheek like poking yeah. it because when we would have we had we weren't like crazy or anything but we did have a little production value to our show absolutely like, you know uh matching cabs and stuff yeah. and like things on stage and like, we wrote breakdowns just to have breakdowns yeah, yeah. Like, like hey guys yeah, like, we're gonna give it to you here's the breakdown you know, we, you know, we like. kind of have like a little bit of, we kind of have like a bit per se and for sure i remember some of our 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 peers would kind of poke at me sometimes about it and i was like we open our set with baby metal like. I, yeah, like, <laughs> and i would say that to them I, like what you just said i'd be like dude we're 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 not just a hardcore band. Like we're an entertainer. It's like, yeah. we're here to entertain. It's a show. Like we just want to, we weren't you know. super like intrusive. Like we, we yeah. definitely like wanted the, like the crowd to get involved. And I've seen yeah. a lot of bands do, but some bands don't. Some bands yeah, no, are, no, that's fair. They're like, know? we're going to get there and we're just going to do everything and leave. And I'm like, no nah, man, like we're going to, we're going to put it on. And everybody would like get hyped too. Yeah. Like, everybody was always super hyped to play. So that was always really fun. And that you, you can't pay for that. That's really hard to find. Yeah. And you know, to actually get like a group of four, five, six guys together. That's all just like, yeah, dude, let's play a show. Like, let's, yeah. and I, I miss that. It's fun, man. It's some of the best times of your life for sure. Well, especially when you're that young and you're that like hungry and like, you're just out for it, you know? Like, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was motivation because you would see a band play before you, you know, or you knew of a band that was playing and you'd be like, Hey man, like that, that band was really good. We got to like, make sure to well, do it. I would get hyped on that shit. Man. Me too. I'd, I'd see Not a band like a I, jealousy or like, yeah. or, or, or like, a uh, like, competitive you know but yeah, yeah, yeah you'd be you'd be like dude those guys brought it yeah. so like we got to get up there and, and bro, we we can't smack like, <laughs> yeah no nah. yeah yeah i can crack my neck at, at will anytime you need to <laughs> because of those shows it's like right now crack, yeah. crack, you know just like <laughs> yeah well hell yeah man well uh this has been a good one um 
so yeah i guess we'll kind of wrap it up there yeah and uh yeah sounds good so much more to talk about man oh yeah oh yeah but that was that was the hot lots you never know it might be a part one thing kind of well we we got a um Uh, we're kind of bringing it back though. We, we got a we got a Gadsden show. The, oh, old, yeah. the old crew's getting back together. Right. You know, we got a Gadsden show coming up in August. Yeah. So I hope it, dude. I hope it's. Yeah, I, dude. Me too. Austin, for sure. Uh, Austin Matthews messaged mm-hmm. me this morning, and like I said, and we were talking about it and everything. And I, I was asking him. I was like, uh, I asked him. I said, Hey, man. So does the the building we're having at? I, I know that. Back in the day, I know that building, uh, the guy that owns it, like the air conditioner is broken in that yeah. building. And I was like, hey, man, did he ever get the AC fixed in that? And also, <laughs> By was, the way, also uh, was like, dude, we got the we got the industrial fans. And, that's just, <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know what? I was like, it's going to be just like old times. Uh, and what's funny about that is, is it, it, <laughs> it's going to be just like the hot dog shack. My it's dude. so like, funny. <laughs> we haven't booked a show here, like a legit show here in years five years i don't know yeah and and it's so funny because it's just like pick like riding a bike you're like yeah, yeah. So it's like what are we doing for this and this and this but i don't i think it'll sink in especially like the day of the show or like the day well, before the gravity of it it's like guys i don't it, think you've realized this we're having a show in gas it's you just know, one like, of those things where it's like the minute it popped up and i saw that was happening it was like of course austin's booking it you know right, what i mean yeah, of course duh. austin's booking it's it. it's got duh. something to do with it yeah, yeah. and then it was like Okay, of course I'm going to be running sound. Of course I am. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Yeah, yeah. and then it's like, oh, of course Witch Hunter's playing yeah. because it's it's me and you. Yeah. It's like, of course we're playing. Yeah. yeah. And you see some of the other bands and other people. Well, there's going to be like, oh, so many people the, there that you haven't yeah. seen in years. This is going to be like, hey, we're all like a little older, a little fatter, yeah. different jobs, got wives, kids, you know, but like, hey, it's cool, it's man, like, whatever. Of, of course Russian Love Machine's playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course <laughs> Tiger Helicide's playing. Oh, like, yeah. of course. And yeah. then uh, an old Jacob boy. I hope Jacob shows up. We're screwed Dude. if you don't. <laughs> so Jacob, I'm gonna I'm, I can't wait to talk to Jacob about this. But uh, he, you know, he so he plays drums in Russian Love Machine. Yeah, he plays guitar in Tiger Hillside now. Yeah, so he's gonna have to play three yeah. sets at that show, dude. <laughs> like I said, I'm glad. Ja- I hope Jacob comes. The, not, the show won't happen. If Jacob happen. gets sick, the show won't happen. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, done. <laughs> be done. Jacob, Jacob's like it's like eight o'clock he's like dude i overslept and we're like yeah man we know we, <laughs> we know. had to cancel the show everyone had to cancel it's, hey we're gonna do it done. tomorrow okay you know <laughs> so. well um yeah i hope you guys enjoyed that one um this is episode three with jesse ballard um yeah uh find us on facebook spotify google podcast i don't think we're still on apple Pie. i don't know what apple's fucking deal is but <laughs> eventually yeah who um, knows if you listen to podcasts somewhere though we're probably on it So, uh, yeah, just find us on there, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks.